The stories and debates you are about to hear are shocking, gruesome, and disturbing. To avoid fainting, repeat after me. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. It's only a podcast. Take as much as you can stomach. And now, on to today's feature. Good evening, boils and fools. Join us as we search for the king of the monsters! Hey everybody, welcome to King of the Monsters, the only podcast to know that beauty killed the beast. I'm Executioner Joe. And I'm Spooky Lukey. And on today's episode, we got more King of the Kaiju. But first, uh, we got some comments from previous episode we did, like the best of the decade. Yep. So from Holly, uh, she put Oculus, Cabin in the Woods, and the Evil Dead remake were some of her favorites. Some... Very good ones there. Yeah, we great, had great choices. We had, to, I think we talked about I, all of those. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Marina said, "I really liked Hush and A Quiet Place because they kept me on the edge of my seat the whole movie." There we go. The, the, uh, some more great movies too. Yep. You know what? Okay, okay. I was gonna say one of yeah, yeah. So A Quiet Place is about being quiet, <laughs> and then Hush is about somebody that's deaf. That's that's kind of interesting. I guess there the one girl was deaf in A Quiet Place too, wasn't she? Yeah, right. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I was about to say, let's put someone deaf in it. I was like, wait, the girl was. She had a hearing aid. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's why they knew sign language when the movie began, I want to say. Yeah. So, so what, what happened with last week's poll or oh, oh, a couple weeks ago? I poll? almost forgot. <laughs> so some of you may remember our last mainline episode, King of the Kaijus. Uh, round one, we had our, our good buddy George Zilla and here with us he was unable to make it tonight hopefully later on we can have him again on again but uh as as for today he won't be here but we'll still get into the results from uh last week yeah, so i don't think these were too surprising but no i think the second place winner can be maybe be a little surprising yeah yeah I, yeah i'm i'm not too surprised the the winner did win by quite, <laughs> quite a large margin <laughs> <clears throat> so first off, at the bottom of the barrel, a quality kaiju. All, all three of these are quality kaiju, really. But uh, at the bottom was Rodan with 6.3% of the votes. It doesn't totally surprise me because I remember seeing comments in comment sections calling him a giant turkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I See, I, th- I feel like if more people saw the the first Rodan movie they might have a little bit different of a reaction but yeah but either way yeah Ro- Rodan 6.3 percent which isn't the lowest we've ever had so <laughs> yeah <laughs> give give him that and then second place was Mothra coming in at 22.2 percent see I think people were just thrown off because we had one comment be like shouldn't that be queen of the monsters and yeah. yes and no because yeah. there are boy mothras and yep and mothra the, was cheated <laughs> <laughs> yeah well 
Yeah, I, I, I did see that one, see one comment that's like, hey, Mothra's a, uh, a girl. And I think we did mention that on the episode she should be, or she could be considered queen of the kaiju. Yeah, and like we've talked earlier, this whole thing of king of the monsters could go to a queen. It could, very well could. So we got Rodan and Mothra at a combined, what what would that be? I'm, I'm bad at math. 22 plus 6, that's <laughs> 28. So both of them together could not top. Yeah. Yep, both of them together were at 28% of the votes. And so no surprise here. So far, the king of the kaiju, and I'd say a strong contender for king of the monsters. He is the one with the original title. That's right. (laughs) But that would be none other than Godzilla coming in with 71.4% of the votes. He is popular. (laughs) (laughs) Very popular. Uh, But we'll see how he stacks up against uh, against today's because we have some more very popular kaiju some of them, I feel, are even more popular than Mothra and Rodan. Yeah, I would say so. So, we'll, we'll do you want to just jump right into it? Yeah, let's go. All right. Starting off, round two of King of the Kaiju is none other than King Ghidorah. Yes. From the first movie that he was in, uh, could Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Yep, from 1964. Yep, it ran about an hour and 33 minutes. The director is... One we've talked about. Yep. Ish. Ishiro Honda. Yes, Ishiro <laughs> Honda. Making sure I said that right. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so it had an estimated budget of uh, $3,452,244,000. I don't know if that was with any changing because of the years. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure. Because I know on one of my other stats, uh, it automatically it said that it was inflated. Oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know about this one. That comes out to yen of 375 million yen. Yeah. There you go. I'm not, I'm no yen expert, but I'd say they made some money out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so Ghidorah, I mean, as far as Godzilla's villains are concerned, I'd say probably, it's probably safe to say it's Godzilla's most iconic villain. In fact, when we were doing this list, we we originally were just like, oh yeah, let's just stick to kaiju that had uh you know had their own movies separate from god or separate from another franchise so for example the only reason rodan and mothro were able to be here was because they had their own movies before being featured in godzilla movies but with king Ghidorah, really i mean there's no way around it he's one of the most popular kaiju i have it written down uh, later on, or I was going to mention it later on, but he has nine films under his belt. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, so, so, and I mean, there's 35 Godzilla films, but still, being in nine films, I mean, it's hard for me to kind of turn a blind eye to that, especially when he's, again, one of the most iconic Godzilla villains. So, uh, I, I'd, I'd actually never really dug in too deep with King Ghidorah, like his, his the background behind the creation. And I feel like oftentimes, personally, I don't know about you, Joe, but I feel like the creation of some of these pe- of characters and monsters is almost as interesting as the monsters themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I kind of went, went back and read about him a little bit. And so some of you may remember uh, Tamoyaki Tanaka, uh, pretty much the brainchild behind Godzilla. King Ghidorah was actually created by him. Which kind of surprised me. I didn't know how long he had stuck around with 
uh, you know, developing sequels to Godzilla, but evidently he was still around at this point in time. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, he was inspired by the Hydra of Lerna from Greek mythology and Orochi from Japanese folklore. Okay, pulled from a couple inspirations then. Yeah, well, and so I guess the whole thing was he wanted to... He was kind of thinking originally of like kind of like the Hydra, like, oh, yeah, what if Godzilla had to fight against like this eight-headed serpent that always was growing more heads and yeah. stuff. And, and he's just like, ah, oh, that's not too, I guess, realistic as far as with their budget and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of settled on uh, the design that we have of him now, you know, the three-headed dragon, no arms, just the legs and the kind of bat wing yeah. looking, looking thing. So anyways, but then I, I th- want to say that the whole thing for the three heads and a little bit more of his design, and I'm, okay, so I'm bad with j- Japanese names. I'm even worse with Russian names. <laughs> so so uh, uh, have mercy on me as I try to pronounce this. But anyways, I guess that the, another, you know, major inspiration for Ghidorah was uh, a creature from the 1956 Soviet film called Alia Moromets, I believe is how you say it. And I guess the the dragon from that was called Zmei Gori Gori Nike or something like that. (laughs) I have to look into this film. Yeah, yeah. And it actually had a U.S. release in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, which kind of surprised me. I was like, being a Soviet film. Yeah. um, Maybe that'll make it be a little bit easier to find then. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. It had a different name for for the uh, the West, but anyways, that's, they should have kept that name. <laughs> they should have. I'd love to see like the the people trying to ask for it over at the movie theater, <laughs> just like not not able to get in. Yeah. So, anyways, and then another thing, I don't know how I didn't know this because as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that that sounds just pretty much uh, what's we're looking for. Obvious, but I guess Ghidorah actually got its name. The, you know, the Ghidorah part. King's pretty obvious, you know. Yeah. Anyways, but the, the Ghidorah part from the Russian word for Hydra, which is Hidora. Oh, okay. And so so they're like, oh, yeah, Hidora. Like, let's just call him Ghidorah. That's that's similar enough, right? Yeah, that works. So, yeah, if you, I mean, if you wanted to be pretty, what's what I'm looking for? Pretty uh, literal, I guess. You could just call him King Hydra if you really <laughs> wanted to. So, oh, oh, and and then also, sorry, I had one other small uh, behind the scenes thing, but the original person to play King Ghidorah, which there have been many over the years, but the original suit actor from Ghidorah the Giant Monster, or sorry, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, was Shoichi Hirose, which I guess when when they uh, did it, so the the heads. You know, there's got the three different heads. Yeah. Those were all controlled by wires as well as the wings. Okay. So, so I guess that Hirose, in order to keep his balance inside of the suit, had a metal bar that he <laughs> could kind of <laughs> walk with and balance with. And he had to go at a certain pace because if he went too fast, it would twist the wires up and stuff. Oh, so gosh. I guess there was a whole lot that went into uh, running that suit. See, Especially I, at first. Yeah, I have, like, mad respect for these guys who, like, wore these suits because that had to be really tough. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, what, what are what are your thoughts on King Ghidorah? Just I, out of curiosity. Like, dragons, man, they're always cool. Yeah. So, like, 
I always thought he was really cool, especially in this new movie. I thought they got his look down really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, they did, and I I liked how they kind of made the heads a little bit more. Uh, what's it like? They had they all had kind of their personalities. Yeah, I keep seeing the memes like there's two serious heads, and then one's like this goofy yeah. looking. one. What, what the heck do they call him? Kevin, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what all the kids are talking about nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, one of the things that I find very fascinating about King Ghidorah is, and and this is kind of true about a lot of Godzilla's villains or other monsters, but uh, he actually has a bunch of different origins, okay. which I thought was kind of interesting. I know one of them is in like the Monster X or whatever. What did they call him? Yeah, uh, the Astro Monster. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Monster X is also in there as well. I think in Final Wars. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so he he has multiple different things. Here, sorry, Joe. I'm I'm trying to find a picture for you just because I'm not too sure if you've seen this before, but I I, I wanted to show it to you when when, when we get to it because I'm not too sure if you've seen the movie yet. But anyways, so... We have different, different uh, origin stories for him. So from the the very beginning, I think he was from planet Jupiter, something like that. And yeah, yeah some some aliens pretty much just brought him to Earth, and <laughs> was having him fight the the what's it called the the humans, or not the humans, but kind of like the kaiju, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the king of the monsters, which kind of expands on that. To where he, I want to say he was created by aliens and brought to Earth, but the whole thing was he was like almost like a fal- false alpha. Well, well, you know, Godzilla was supposed to be the alpha monster or alpha titan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They they had he was kind of like a false king that uh, Godzilla kind of had to reclaim his throne from, which I, I liked a lot. Yeah, that's cool. And then also in uh, the Heisei era, there's on the movie Godzilla versus King. Ghidorah, there's uh, these people from the future that bring him back in time to fight Godzilla. And so, Joe, I, I wanted to show you this. They use these three baby dragon things that they kind of fuse together to make Ghidorah. So, Joe, I, I want to I get your reaction. You may have already seen these before. Okay. Let's... But here, here's one of them. I don't think I have seen these. They're, they're really cute, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean... I, I'm a little bit partial to that origin <laughs> just because I like it. And then, of course, in GMK, he's more of a mythical creature. Yeah. But in, anyways, I, I do think it's kind of interesting that he has all those different origins. Dude, just out of curiosity, I know that some of this stuff you're kind of learning from the first time, but is there any origin in particular that you prefer? Or um, I just, like in the newest movie, I, I think it worked. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that was a, a very good one. Like I said, I, I think I just like the future one, like him being brought back in time from the future and then fused together just because I like the baby Godzilla or <laughs> baby Ghidorah, sorry, from, yeah. from there. So anyways, as I mentioned before, Ghidorah has nine different films or is featured in nine different films. If I had to give my favorites just real quick that he's featured on, uh, I think it would be uh, first off Ghidorah, the three headed monster. Besides the original Godzilla film from 1954, I think that Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, is probably my favorite Showa Showa era. Uh, I also, this one's a little bit of a mixed bag, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, the one that I mentioned before from the 80s. Uh, 
I, I'll have to I'll have to make you watch it sometime, Joe. <laughs> um, there's a a character that's pretty much just completely a ripoff of the T800 from the Terminator. Okay. And it, and they don't really try to hide it at all. So I I I think I think you'd enjoy it. But I I really like that film. Um, it gives some backstory to Godzilla as well that I really like. We'll get into that some other time. And then obviously GMK. My favorite got one of my favorite Godzilla movies. Uh, King Ghidorah is one of my favorites on on that movie as well. Because so. like he plays good in that one. Does he play yeah. good in like any of the other ones? Or no. Okay, nope. that's what I thought. Yeah. So he that's the only one that he's good on. Uh, I know that our buddy George Zilla that bugs him <laughs> a yeah. little bit. But. I don't know. I really like that film when you showed it to me. Oh, so. Yeah, it's it's good. Shusuke Kaneko. You're a genius. <laughs> By the way, Joe, I I did I don't think I mentioned this to you. I mentioned it to George Zilla, uh, but I actually found out that there is, it's it's you know a couple hours away from us, but in Chicago, there's a big Godzilla convention that that they have every year. I think in July called G Fest. Oh, okay. But they actually had Shusuke Kaneko there. The, one of I think it was last year. It was last Aww. summer, and I was kicking myself because I was like, "Man, I've loved the Gamera trilogy. I've loved GMK. I would have driven the multiple hours. I think it's like nine hours yeah. away from us. I was like, I would have gladly driven those hours just to meet I'm, him. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna keep an eye on that convention. Maybe they'll get him back. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, hopefully, I got my fingers crossed because that would be awesome. Oh, it would be. Yeah, which I mean. We'll talk about it more after we're done recording, but that this podcast or not this podcast, this uh, convention sounds like paradise to me because <laughs> I, I guess they're constantly screening old Godzilla movies in like a theater setting. Uh, just it, it just sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so maybe maybe some year, you know, maybe you'll see Executioner Joe and Spooky Lukey walking around there. You never know. Yeah, you n- never know. So, Joe, do you got any other thoughts about King Ghidorah before we move on? Uh, I think I got most of my thoughts out on him. Alrighty. So do you want to announce the next? So our next contender, another king of sorts, King Kong, with his original movie, OG 1933. And his movie was around an hour and 40 minutes long. Uh, Directors, it had two people, a Marion Cooper and an Ernest Shodzak? I don't know. <laughs> See, it's not only Japanese names we can't pronounce. <laughs> it's, it's all names. <laughs> yeah. So the budget, I guess, was estimated at 670000 And for adjusted, that'd be about $13 million for okay. inflation. Yeah. Still, though, I mean, 1933, that was, that was a lot of money back then. That was yeah. a ton of money. But, See, uh, when I wrote numbers down, I don't know if the $13 million is for the inflation on the budget or the box office. That might have been the box office because the box office came in at $5.3 million. Oh, it did? Okay. Yeah. Either either way, though, that's a lot of money for the time. 1933, I mean, Great Depression still going on and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that was such a popular film when it came out. Oh, it, it, it was, and it still is, I feel. Yeah, like uh, we had the VHS where, like, uh, the cover thing, like when you clicked it, it made noises. Really? Yeah, I wish oh, okay. I still had it. The battery would probably be out of it, but it was really you cool. You could prob- probably replace it, though. Yeah. yeah. Like a little uh, Kong roar. Yeah. It was, I loved that as that's a kid. A, that's awesome. Um, and so, 
as Joe mentioned, uh, one of the directors for it, but kind of the guy that was seen as more of the brainchild behind this, uh, Marion C. Cooper. So we, we mentioned before uh, on the last episode that many of the people involved with those kaiju films were affected by World War II in some way, shape, or form. Yep. Marion C. Cooper was affected by two different wars. So I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and get into it a little bit. But this guy, from, what I, from when I was reading about him, and he had a legitimately interesting life, I feel. Okay. Uh, but he was like a man's man. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's so, hear it. So anyways, Marion C. Cooper was, he was an, an aviator. Like, he, he flew planes and stuff. Okay. And so he fought in World War I, and I guess he got his plane shot down, and I guess they just presumed him dead for like three years. Oh my god! Nobody had known about this guy. There's actually pictures online that you can find of his uh, death certificate from the uh, early 1900s when he when he got shot down. So, anyways, so he I think it was the Germans caught him and they had him in like a prisoner hospital type thing. Yeah. And then after World War One was over, like eventually he came back to the states, and then I guess Poland went to war with the Soviet Union, and he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna like join Poland's side. Didn't have any kind of responsibility <laughs> to it because he was from the U.S. But he's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm just I'll just volunteer to go over there. So he fought against the Soviet Union, uh, got captured by the Soviet Union, and was a prisoner of war for nine months. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so he's. He's in this prisoner camp, and he wrote an autobiography. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is crazy. So he wrote a, an autobiography, I guess, while he was in there, and then he published it and then immediately regretted it because I guess he talked about, like, a romantic relationship that he didn't feel like he should have talked about. And so I guess there were 5,000 printed, and he wound up tracking down, like, the majority of those 5,000 and kept kept a copy for himself and kept a copy for his editor and then just destroyed the rest of them. Oh, man. I bet that if you had a copy, it's got to be worth oh, something. Oh, yeah. There, there's there's more copies out there, but he, he got the majority of them. Yeah. Uh, and then, so anyways, and then he got into filmmaking. <laughs> but anyways, I just thought that was extremely interesting that he just went through all this stuff. I mean... It's it's interesting, and and he considered himself when you look at his, I guess his resume as far as movies go. He considered himself an adventurer and all this stuff. Yeah, that's but, pretty awesome. Yeah, and went to all sorts of different countries. So yeah, yeah, uh, very interesting guy. Uh, and I guess he had been fascinated with gorillas since the age of six, uh, and so like this whole thing of King Kong was something that was from what I understand, kind of just in the back burner of his mind for, for years where he's thinking of this giant gorilla. Uh, and really like it eventually came to fruition with King Kong. And I guess when they were originally designing King Kong, they, they wanted like the studio wanted more of just like a wild man, like, a, and then eventually they're like, he's like, no, 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 it, it's gotta be this gorilla. And so they're like, no, 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 no. What about like this, like missing link type thing, like this, like you know, humanoid that's kind of really hairy? And he's like, "Nope, it's got to be a gorilla." And then finally, the studio's like, "Okay, it can be a gorilla." <laughs> and I guess he originally wanted a real gorilla oh to play gosh. the part of King Kong. 
that would have been interesting but (laughs) yeah um and more than that so you know you know how and and this is this is one of the crazy things about king kong there's been multiple retellings of king kong i mean a bunch of different remakes uh and a lot of the same story beats are in there including you know the very famous fight between uh kong and uh, t-rex right yeah i guess that that was that scene was pretty much because i guess he was also very much uh enamored with komodo dragons and very much (laughs) like komodo dragons and he (laughs) was like fighting to have this scene in the film where a real gorilla fought a real komodo dragon (laughs) (laughs) on like a set of miniatures oh gosh so i mean i'm sure there'd be quite a few different violations there i don't know in 1933 he might have been to get away with it yeah yeah they might have been able to but anyways they talked him into claymation, and the rest is history. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, and and, and I will say that originally the name, the the title King Kong, that actually came a bit later. So originally the movie was going to be called The Beast. The studio didn't like that, and the studio came back and said, "No, call it The Jungle Beast." <laughs> and so uh, Cooper goes. No, I don't really like that. I think I want to call it Kong, because that's what the character's going to be called. And then they go, well, call it Kong, King of Beasts. <laughs> so I, th- I think it's very interesting that this Marion C. Cooper seems to have been a guy that, you know, you, you, you hear about it quite a bit now, a director kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of like grinding against the studio Yeah, system. butting heads, basically. There, there we go, yeah, just butting heads with the studio system. And... He was doing this all the way back in 1933, and I hadn't really heard. I haven't really heard about, you know, directors. Send, especially not like people that would consider themselves visionaries from that that long ago. You know. Yeah. So I just I just thought it was uh, very interesting. So Joe, what do you think about Kong? I, I, that, that's what I want to know. Like, in these films, they like make him likable which i think is really yeah. interesting also yeah um, i really like the also like the peter jackson yeah like that a lot of people i don't know that one's kind of mixed for people i think but like i've always saw it on more on the positive side of things oh yeah just like better effects than jack black yeah i don't well and i i love that movie i really do love king kong so even you know i i love godzilla but to be completely honest with you, before I was in... Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I got into Godzilla when I was like four. But I, as far as actually very much liking like any kind of, you know, quote, kaiju, my, my first love really was kind of King Kong. I know I'd seen King Kong before I saw the Godzilla films. Okay, yeah, because I, I remember being at home like I, I think i was supposed to be at school i was sick at home you know sick mm-hmm. <laughs> quotes sick uh but anyway so i'm i'm sick at home skipping school and the 1970s i can't remember what year it came out but the 1970s remake of king kong came on tv and i had seen like i had a simpsons treehouse of horror kong <laughs> where it's like homer is the the kong and marge is the girl that he's holding yeah 
Uh, and, and I had like a little toy of that that I'd gotten from Burger King. So when I saw that it was on TV, I was like, oh, hey, that, that, I've, I've kind of heard of this. So I grabbed a blank tape and recorded the movie <laughs> and watched it over and over again. Eventually saw the 1933 version, which I loved then and I still love now. Oh, yeah. And then eventually when I was still in, in elementary school, my mom... T- th- th- she took me to the midnight release of that movie. Really? Yeah, and that's that was the first midnight release I'd ever been to. And it's just because I was that obsessed with Kong at the time. That's awesome. Like, I was that into King Kong. And I think she made me go to school. But, I mean, that's a three-hour-long movie. Yeah, it's a really long movie. We, we didn't get home till like, probably 3, 4 o'clock wow. in the morning. <laughs> and I loved every minute of it. I think my mom may have slept through it. Yeah. But, man, I... I tell you, I that was probably one of the most exciting movie theater experiences I've ever had. And really I feel like Kong it's just it's just a timeless story. It's almost like a fairy tale in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like because it has all these different beats that it has to go to, the people going to the island, them essentially kind of like braving all these different uh things in the island. You have like the tribal people, and then eventually you see Kong, and Kong fights the T Rex, and then they bring him back. And I mean, there's there's all these different beats that are so iconic, but I feel we're kind of started there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, and certainly, you can pretty much trace back any kaiju, including Godzilla, back to King Kong. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's just an extremely iconic film, extremely important film as well. What do you think of his newest iteration? Oh, okay. So Kong Skull Island. I'll be completely honest with you, Joe. I did not see that movie in theaters. And the reason why, and I feel like a fool for this now, but the reason I did not see it in theaters is I was almost protesting it. I was like, no, you can't, you can't tell Kong's story without those confines of the original narrative. I Yeah, I was like kind of worried about that too. I was like... Because the Peter Jackson one did really well on yeah. retelling those things. Then I knew they were going in a different direction with this latest one that they yeah. had. But I think they did overall really good. I, and I think that they did as well. I, I really love... Because one of the things that I feel like they definitely tried to do on the original movies and then kind of emphasized more on uh, the Kong Skull Island was the whole fact that Skull Island itself, the island that Kong is on, it's supposed to be like a character. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it's it's its own thing. It's got all of its different, uh, I guess, trials in it <laughs> like that the, that the people have to go through and stuff. And I feel like Kong Skull Island did a great job of really emphasizing on that. Mm-hmm. There's some very deadly and, <laughs> frankly, scary things that happen on there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, with that said, do you have a favorite iteration of Kong? Ooh. Um, the original is always a classic, but I really do like the Peter Jackson one a lot too. Yeah. See, I feel like, okay. And, and here's the thing too. I, I did not realize this until, uh, researching for this episode, but there are actually 12 Kong films. I have not seen probably any of those <laughs> except a couple. I see. Cause, Cause I knew, I knew about a good chunk of them. Well, like I know the original, you got Peter Jackson's, you have 
what's the one with like the robotic oh that's kong escapes okay kong escapes i knew about that one and like he there's godzilla versus king kong yeah and then kong skull island there's that 70s remake that i had mentioned oh yes that that was the first one i had seen uh and then there was uh of course the uh direct sequel to it called son of kong which actually i i was i didn't realize they came out this close together so the original film came out march 2nd 1933 the original King Kong was such so much of a success that they pushed out a sequel in that same year, just months after. Really? Son of Kong came out December 22nd, 1933. I did not know that. So, yeah, it was that big of a deal <laughs> that they pushed out. And granted, Son of Kong is not the greatest movie that's ever been. But, it, I mean, it, it just is a testament to how popular King Kong was at the time. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like... Again, I, I don't I don't mean to keep coming back to that whole thing of the story of him, but just the whole. I, I mean, I feel like the whole thing of King Kong, the whole story has been parodied and obviously remade so many different times that it's almost just a part of our culture now. Oh, definitely. You know I mean? Like where it's just so so recognizable and, and timeless. Again, like I know that I compared it to like a somewhat modern fairy tale not too long ago and i I really do feel like that's a good explanation for it because you know when you think of fairy tales it's something that for the most part everybody kind of just knows yeah because like i don't think a lot of people nowadays like have seen the original like younger people wise but they do know the story yeah absolutely and so i i i don't know i i just i have a lot of respect for it Possibly one of my favorite kaiju. I don't know if it's my favorite, but possibly. It, it makes it tough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, obviously, like, so, we might we might be talking about this in a, a couple weeks here yet when we finally, you know, wrap up our King of the Kaiju. But I feel like even to this day, like, the whole debate over who's better, Kong or... Godzilla. I mean, that's been raging even since before the original Godzilla versus King Kong film came out. Yeah. And then after that, because have, have you seen Godzilla versus King Kong? Or Are they right? Ri- the original? Yeah. yeah. So, so as you may remember, King Kong, you know, wins it. Yep. But then you hear Godzilla's roar. <laughs> after it, I, I want to say that was originally only in the Japanese version, but I mean, people wanted to believe that Godzilla had won that or not been defeated so badly that I mean there was was this hoax that I, I feel like everybody younger or you know you know younger than our generation kind of had heard and mostly believed that oh in Japan in the Japanese version Godzilla wins. See, I still see that once in a while like in the comment sections yeah. and I'm like uh, that was a hoax. Yep, yeah, that's that's false, but I know my stepdad for years would tell me that well, I was like, no, yeah no. how the internet was back then and before they had internet and stuff it was like yeah no way to fully know that unless you could get a hold of a copy from them yeah and i can't remember it was a magazine that had originally put like put that in there oh really I, I, it might have i don't 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 quote me on this but i think it might have been fangoria <laughs> had said that and so 
ever since then, people were like, oh, did you know that in the original? And it, that, that's not true. Yeah. But so that debate had gone on for so long. And then people after that, because I know George Zilla for a long time, him and I used to debate this. And when we were in high school, the whole thing where, where he's like, well, he threw Godzilla into the water. And Godzilla lives underwater. So, and I was like, yeah, but he, he was swimming back with his tail tucked in between his legs, crying for his mama. <laughs> and he's like, like, we just go back and forth. But uh, either way, like that, people are still talking about that fight from before it happened all the way to when it did happen. And then so much so that they're now in the year 2020, you know, the year that we are currently in as, as of the recording of this podcast. They're going to be making a new Kong versus Godzilla movie. Yeah, that will be interesting because I don't think there's going to be much of a clear winner. I don't think so either, especially with some of the uh, leaks I've heard about, which we'll see if those those come to fruition or not. But either way, this is something, I guess, a debate that people still want to this day. I feel like they probably, all the way back when people saw the first Godzilla back in 1954, I think immediately they're thinking, I wonder who would win between those two. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess a lot of people saw it as, like, Americans were like, oh, King Kong, Kong's our guy yeah. for America, and then J- Japanese people had Godzilla for theirs. So Yeah. So, I mentioned that there were 12, Go- or 12 King Kong films, and I- I'll just end by saying this. I feel like the majority of those pretty good movies i mean we we mentioned like six of them already that we liked i guess that's half of them are good movies i haven't seen the other half but either way i mean there's king kong certainly has a legacy that i feel like today isn't quite as recognized but uh you, you know like with like we've mentioned kind of younger people yeah the, you know, might not necessarily recognize just how big of a deal Kong is. You're making us sound old. <laughs> well, I mean, this movie came out in 1933. Yeah. That's well before even my, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, back in time. That's before my grandma was born. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's a long time ago. But uh, anyways, that's all I have to say for about Kong for right now. Yeah. I was like, we probably could keep talking about him for so long that. Yeah. Oh, I, I will ask you this real quick. I was listening to another podcast back in the summer, and I, I'd heard this this idea, and I kind of wanted to run it by you to see what you thought of it. But so I've heard some people drawing parallels between King Kong and trying to say it's kind of like a story about, I guess, like racism kind of. Yeah, be, I've be, heard that. Like uh, he gets brought over in chains yeah, and different things like that. And they kind of just like expect... Like, all the people expect him to, you know, entertain them kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that... Because I remember hearing that and being like, oh, yeah, that's... I, I could kind of see it. But I'm not 100% sure that that was the original intention. If I mean, if, if you or anybody listening, you know, feel that way, I, I feel like there's good reason to interpret it that way. Yeah, that's like just the great thing about art is how yeah. you can interpret things like that. Yeah, but I, I did just feel like I kind of wanted to bring that up. Just yeah, I was thinking about going to bring that up, but I didn't see like a good spot, so thanks for bringing yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. And then also, <laughs> really quick, uh, most people probably already know this because whenever you can't hear about 
1933 uh, King Kong film without somebody bringing up the fact that this was Hitler's favorite movie. Okay, uh, that's something else I was thinking <laughs> about bringing up, but I wasn't sure if I should or not. Yeah, so uh, if you like this film, well, congratulations. You like the same movie as Hitler. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost our fan base. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Just kidding. Well, it's a movie like... Thousands of people like that movie when yeah. it came out, well, good and, and bad. We just, yeah, we just talked about the cultural impact of, yeah. you know, in the 30s when that movie came out, how big of a deal it was. Yeah, that was a that, that was a lot of people's favorite yeah. movies. We'll just put it that way. Just also happened to be his. So anyway, going on, we have yet another just titan of filmmaking, the titan of kaiju, and that is Gamera. And with his first film, Gamera, the Giant Monster. Yep. <laughs> 1965, about uh, 81 minutes long. The director of that was another name that I'll probably slaughter. Do, do, do you want me to say it? Go right for now. it. Yone, oh, sorry. Yonehiro Saito. And oh, 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 sorry. He was the one who developed yeah. the character. Is it the same director? Uh, Nori, Noriaki Yasa. I okay. Think. Okay. I was gonna say the, the the person I just mentioned was who developed the character. Okay. I didn't. I didn't stop to think. I was like that was... name was slightly similar to mine, so I was like maybe he's just saying it different. I don't know. No, <laughs> but no, I think they are different. Yeah, they're, they're they're different. I the the one that I had said was the kind of the guy who developed the character. Sorry. And then kind of an interesting fact. I guess this was might have been like the final kaiju film or movie to be filmed in black and white. Really? Yeah. That's that's a, I never thought about that. Yeah. It was just a fact that popped up. So I'm not sure like technically there could have been other ones made later on, but Yeah. Well, and and if you think about it, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster came out in 1964. That movie's in color. Yeah. And then Gamera's first movie comes out in 1965 in black and white. So yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. So as I kind of mentioned a little bit or started to mention but had my facts confused a little bit uh yonehiro saito developed the character for Dae, and pretty much it's it's no mystery that gamera was somewhat originally intended to be kind of a just completely a rival to godzilla pretty much almost you could almost say a cash grab i know that's kind of a term that feels kind of dirty you know you don't really yeah. like to think of something as a cash grab especially if you like it and i know that both of us have at least a soft spot for gamera oh definitely so and speaking of gamera some of our listeners you know if you're listening to this you may already know this but we actually did a coverage of the gamera trilogy a couple of episodes back uh and so because of that I, I don't know if Joe how much Joe has, but I didn't really feel the need to make too extensive of notes personally, just because a lot of the story we go over on that episode of be, at, at least for the behind the scenes yeah. stuff. So if if you're more interested on hearing about kind of the development of Gamera, uh, be sure to check that out, and we also talk about probably the best thing to ever come out of Gamera, which is the amazing Gamera trilogy yes. by Shusuke Kaneko. 
you're gonna want to check those out. Yeah, definitely. If 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 you don't want to listen to that episode, fine. But check out the Gamera trilogy at least, because those films are fantastic. Yes, they are. So, Joe, what 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 are your what what, what how do you feel about Gamera as a character? I guess. Like, I think he's really cool. Um, turtle-like character. I I have a turtle personally. So yeah, you do. I like turtles. See, you have a turtle, and I have a a lizard. Can we fight? <laughs> I was gonna say, all these years we've been talking about wanting to see a Godzilla versus Gamera movie. <laughs> we could we could just pull a, a Marion C. Cooper and make our own. <laughs> see, all I have to do get some firework things to like spin, oh. <laughs> spins the turtle. Yeah. Uh, th- th- we and, would never do that. And yeah, that's how <laughs> I was like, Peter's about to show up. I hear knocking. <laughs> I know. We would never do that. Animal cruelty, bad. Yeah, we love her. We love her little reptiles. Yes. So uh, anyway, yeah, Gamera, I, I feel like it's almost become the automatic response with people whenever you bring up Gamera for them to just, like their knee-jerk reaction to be like, well, he's just a ripoff of Godzilla. It's always, in my opinion, it's always like, well, technically, yes. Like, it was kind of made to capitalize on the Godzilla films. But, I mean, there's a lot to love about Gamera. Yeah. Uh, First of all, the films are a little bit more absurdist than many of the Godzilla films. But not only that, but, I mean, so one of the things about Gamera, which some people may see as a weakness... As far as the Showa era goes, you know, the ones before the Heisei trilogy, which we covered, is they were made pretty much for kids. Like, they they didn't have a whole lot of, uh, what's we're looking for, like a bite to them. They were pretty kiddie, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, in my opinion. I mean, I, I feel like any of the Gamera films, I'd feel comfortable just sitting my daughter down and putting on a Gamera film and having her watch it. Yeah, that's cool. But and, and 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 that is I feel like nowadays, especially where everything has to be gritty, which I I I like that kind of stuff more than anybody else, or not more than anybody else, but just as much as anybody else. I mean, we run a horror themed podcast for the most part. I mean, most of the movies that we cover aren't really for kids. Yeah. H- however, like I do think that there's merit in having things that are made, you know, pretty much for kids. Oh, definitely. That that especially if adults can still enjoy them. Yeah, uh, just like being able to start them somewhere, like seeing giant monsters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Gamera, I feel, was that for a generation, for sure. Especially when, like, I mean, we we talked in our episode about when we were talking about the Gamera trilogy, the fact that Shusuke Kaneko, the man who later on directed the Gamera trilogy some of the best kaiju films of all time, let alone some of the best Gamera films of all time. He was a fan as a kid. Yeah, like, he got inspiration from them, and he wanted to direct Gamera films. Yeah, and and he got to. I mean, that's that's every fan's dream, is to sit there and, like, wa- like grow up loving something and then to eventually be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, but, anyways, so I just say all that to say that just because... Gamera may be seen by many as just a, you know, a cheap knockoff of Godzilla or just Kitty Fair. It's not, that doesn't mean that they can't be enjoyed. That doesn't mean that there isn't an audience for them. And again, like 
this is a character that I love. Gamera, in my opinion, is just the underdog. I, I mentioned on our uh, Gamera trilogy episode that he's like the Rocky of Kaiju. <laughs> like he's the guy that's always getting put down and knocked down that nobody has any faith in. And he loses sometimes. He, oh, yes, he, he loses does. big time sometimes. But he comes back and he keeps giving it a, his all. And I feel like that heart can not only be seen in the Gamera movies, but also in on the outside when you're looking at the Gamera franchise. I mean, there are 12 movies in this franchise. 12 movies. If it was a simple cash grab, and which as a lot of people claim... They would have probably made one, not gotten as much money as Godzilla, and then just threw in the towel. Yeah. But there was heart behind these movies, uh, just like there's heart behind the character. And so I I personally love Gamera. Um, that's all I got to say about that. See, I would definitely be interested to see if Legendary, like if, if they could make a Gamera film. Yeah. With like the effects of nowadays and like how they've been doing with like Godzilla and all those oh. characters. Like, I'd love to see what they were be able to do with that. But yeah. with the director, um, that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. With him at the, at the helm of it. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That would be really cool. I don't know how many Kaiju movies he direct, like he makes anymore. I don't know, but like at least bring him on as like a producer or something like, yeah. Yeah. Or get some type of input from him because he's got the heart for them. He does. Yeah, certainly. So we kind of got to hear my little ramble about uh, Gamera. So we talked about kind of like the cultural impact of some of these other ones, uh, how King Ghidorah has been in nine different Godzilla films, probably besides maybe Mothra, probably the second most recognizable Godzilla. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to say adversary or just monster in general talked about King Kong's cultural impact, all the different parodies and remakes, whether that's The Simpsons or anything else. Like there, There's countless parodies of it. Now with Gamera, I don't know about you, Joe, but I had a kind of interesting introduction to Gamera. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but in Dragon Ball of all places, Master Roshi had... Because, you know, Master, Master Roshi, Kame Senen, the turtle hermit. Yeah. Uh, he has his his friend turtle that kind of lives on the island with him. But not only that, but he has a turtle who he can sit on his back to fly. And you know what that turtle's name is? What? Baby Gamera. Really? Like, yeah. I'm starting to remember, like, that episode yep. I think that he's in. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, uh, Goku needs him to come out and put out this fire on an early episode of Dragon Ball. Yep. Uh, and anyway, so Master Roshi calls on baby a baby Gamera, and he sits on its tail, and it spins around. And on, I, I think on Dragon Ball Z Budokai, one of the video games, there on the loading screen, you could rotate the thumbstick to make that baby, like, uh, Sorry, Master Roshi was sitting on that baby camera, and you could make it go up and down <laughs> That's awesome. on the screen based on that. So that was my first introduction to Gamera. And so I don't think that it's like Gamera hasn't had a cultural impact. I feel like it's had more of a cultural impact 
probably in Japan and the East in general. Yeah, like lesser known in the United States, I would say. Like, I, other than saying like one of his earlier movies, that I couldn't even specifically say which one. The most I've seen had seen about Gamera was like seeing gifts of him, like when he's flying and stuff. Oh yeah, or like the really famous one that uh, Mystery Science Theater popularized, where he's holding on to like that pole and sp- oh, hit my microphone. <laughs> he's holding onto a pole and just like spinning around and around on it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, he's kind of been a little bit of a laughing stock, but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. So Joe. Do you have anything to say about Gamera? Um, I think he, out of these three, he might be, like, the underdog. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So, with that said, I, I, I mentioned this to Joe when we were kind of coming up with this bracket. But anyways, I think it's kind of interesting because here we have Godzilla's, essentially his three rivals... So you have King Ghidorah, who's, you know, his biggest rival in this story, you know, in the whole Godzilla narrative. Yeah. Then you have King Kong, who is Godzilla's biggest adversary as far as culturally, or his biggest rival culturally, I should say. Yeah. And then you have Gamera, who is pretty much, you could say, like, manufactured to be a rival to the Godzilla franchise. Yeah. So we have... Godzilla's three rivals. Uh, you could probably say that Godzilla is actually King Kong's rival because <laughs> King Kong came about twenty years before. Yeah. But uh, either either way, like I feel like just because Godzilla is so big, the biggest franchise of all time with thirty-five movies. I mean, you kind of almost have to go with the narrative of you know fitting all these different kaiju into. Uh, I guess his his uh, into context with him. There we go. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. And out of all the kaiju we've mentioned so far, Gamera is the only one who he hasn't fought. See, I think uh, is interesting. That time is coming. Like it's got to come. I really want to see it. Someone's got to make it. Toho, legendary. Get your stuff dude, together, dude. If I'm not even joking, this is going to sound completely uh, melodramatic. But if we like, let's say we go see. Godzilla versus Kong and the after credit trailer if there is one is like a hint at you know Gamera dude I would cry <laughs> I would you would see a grown man weep Just in a weep. movie theater <laughs> you would see a grown man weep in a movie theater after Godzilla versus Kong <laughs> the people would probably just be like man he must be a big Kong fan <laughs> But nope. Uh, do we know who has the rights to Gamera? Like, I know Toho had the distribution rights, right? Oh, okay. Or they distributed for for them. the uh, Heisei trilogy. Yes, they did have the distribution rights. It's kind of weird now. I, because I think that Toho and Dae work really close together now. I I don't know if Toho kind of bought Dae or what what the dynamic is there. But they seem to work together a lot. So that might bring us hope that things are getting closer together. Yeah, and, and I follow quite a few different... Uh, I, I, I'm i a big kaiju fan and Godzilla fan in particular. And like on Facebook, I'm part of a Godzilla group that's pretty big and multiple different fan pages and stuff like that. Nerd. And, <laughs> and I know that 
there there was this uh survey going around on there and there's like 23,000 people in this uh Godzilla group and they some somebody had put you know who is who are your five kaiju that you want to see put into Legendary's MonsterVerse okay and i was looking through the comments and the, just about every comment had Gamera in there somewhere. That's a good choice. So as far as Kaiju goes, there there's a desire for this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's a desire to see those two creatures together on the screen. See, the one thing I'm worried about because this last like Godzilla movie didn't, didn't do so well. Yeah, yeah like th- that was actually a surprise to me because I was thinking it was gonna do super well. Yeah, oh, so was. Uh, legendary <laughs> yeah i don't know if i underestimated like i thought godzilla fans would just flock to it or yeah if there's not as many as there used to be or I, I think it's the latter i really do i think i don't think that i think that godzilla has become a little bit of a niche audience again um however i will also point out that uh, godzilla king of the monsters came out in may i think it was may 19th yeah there's a lot of big movies coming there, out there was a lot I I feel like their Warner Brothers may have just had a little bit too much confidence in it. I I feel like they might want to kind of put it at a different, <laughs> you know, yeah. or might may have wanted to have released it at another point in time where there's not so much competition. Yeah, like my biggest flop for saying a movie was probably going to do well was this movie probably when I talk about movies because usually I can guess like oh yeah that one's definitely going to do well or that one. Eh, probably won't but i was like oh that's probably gonna compete with like maybe like avengers even yeah and it ended up not, not. even close yeah yeah and i i feel like so there's a lot of people that are kind of speculating that godzilla versus kong is going to be the last in this monster verse uh i think it'll depend yeah on if it makes its money they'll consider another one yeah yeah i i really hope so i really do um and the whole thing, I mean, I, you can kind of see it like that Godzilla versus Kong is coming out later this year. There's been no trailer for it yet. I mean, I mean, there, there was one, I think at like a comic book convention, Yeah. but they kind of, they, they haven't officially released it yet. Uh, and I think that was just a teaser. Yeah. I think <laughs> it was just a small teaser. Yeah. And they haven't even released a movie poster for it yet. I, I feel like Warner brothers just, they don't, I feel like after king of the monsters they're kind of just don't have a whole lot of stock in it yeah which is really too bad because if anything those movies and and i there's there there are detractors for the monsterverse movies whether that's kong skull island or any of the godzilla films that have come out in it but those movies are very much fan movies, like movies made for the fans. Oh, definitely. These are things like I've wanted to see a high budget Godzilla film with Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and Rodan for as long as I've been a Godzilla fan. I finally got it. I've wanted to see a high budget Godzilla versus Kong movie with, you know, another character that <laughs> I'm not going to name because yes. of spoilers, but a character that is another fan favorite and it appears we're going to be getting that. And so as a fan, I'm happy. I'll be happy even if it ends where it does, because we, you know, we got some great films out of it, but I really do hope that it continues. 
and I really hope we, that Gamera. Yeah, I was like, is if involved. we could just get one more after Kong with Gamera, that'll just pull everything together for us. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, anyways, Joe, do do we want to go over who? First of all, who we think is going to win, and then who we are going to endorse. Yeah. So starting off, who do you think is going to win this bracket? Uh, I like since we talked about all three of them, I've been kind of like debating because all three of these, I think, if you choose one, you're choosing a solid choice. Yeah, all of them are worthy. That's yeah, for sure. definitely. But I'm gonna pull King Kong. Yeah, I I can definitely see it. I I really think it's going to be between King Kong and King Ghidorah. The two kings in this one. I I really do think it's going to be between those two. The only reason I say maybe King Ghidorah is because there's a lot of Godzilla fans, a lot of hardcore Godzilla fans. Oh yeah. That I feel uh would just gladly vote for King Ghidorah. Uh but I feel I feel like King Kong might deserve might as far as all three of these go, he might deserve it the most. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, had he's had, in my opinion, the biggest cultural impact. Definitely, uh, he's pretty much the forerunner to that the kaiju genre in general. I mean, I've heard some people debate over whether he's a kaiju or not because I mean he was from an American-made film. Yeah, the kaiju genre wasn't established yet, which we'll probably be having an episode on that later on. Yeah, so. yeah, but. Uh, as just, I, I do feel like he's a forerunner for the kaiju genre. He's Godzilla, may be kind of like the father of it, but I feel like King Kong is certainly the godfather. Yeah. Of it. So, with that said, who who do you want to win? If it's up to you, <laughs> or who are you going to endorse? I should yeah. say. Yeah. Um. Again, all three good choices. Um. I think I am gonna stick with Kong. Yeah. But Gamera, if if anyone could pull it off, and like if he could, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I I struggled with this for a long time because part of me is saying King Kong. I I feel like it's going to be close between King Kong and King Ghidorah. So for a long time there, I was like, oh, I I, I have to vote for King Kong just to ensure that he gets it. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. My my heart's in it for Gamera. He's He's the underdog yeah. that I can't help but loving. <laughs> uh, he's underrated, and if if me voting for him gets even one person convinced to watch like some gamma, like like even if somebody like sees our polls and goes, "Really, he pulled in that many votes," and they decide, well, "Maybe I'll check out Gamera," it's worth it. Oh, definitely. And so I might be throwing the entire thing like this is like. When people talk about, like, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, <laughs> and then the person's like, I'm going to vote for, like, one of the third parties, and people are like, you're, vote- you're throwing your vote away. I don't care, man. I don't care. I'm, I'm voting for Gamma right Vote here. with your heart. I'm, I am <laughs> voting with my heart. So, anyways, guys, I think that just about does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to vote for your favorite. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention. Uh, so many of you may may like us on on Facebook. Also, check us out on Twitter. I finally made a Twitter account. Yes. Against my better judgment. <laughs> so 
Uh, that's just another way to, and Joe's had one since the very beginning of the podcast. And so that's just another way to connect with us is through our Twitter page, through our uh, personal pages on there. And, yeah, you know. if you, that's probably the closest, like, because we usually don't add people to our direct personal pages on Facebook. Yeah. So if you want to connect with us, Twitter is a really good way to go. Yeah, and I, I don't have a personal Twitter anymore. And so... My Twitter is pretty much just completely dedicated to to this. Uh, spooky Lukey is the name at Lukey the Spooky. So, Lukey the Spooky. There you, you heard go. it from us. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thanks again, guys, for listening, and uh, be sure to vote for Gamera <laughs> or or your favorite, you know, whoever whoever you want. Yep. So, anyways, all right, bye. Bye.